0: Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Clark, Research Analyst for Money Markets here with the weekly Bull and the Bear podcast. If you have not already, do make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, You're going to find a lot of great features on there with Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell, Green Zone Fortune's quarter, Charles Sizemore, and myself each and every week. Also, check out moneymarkets.com. That is your home for uh, safe, sound, smart, simple, profitable investment information for your portfolio. On the website, you can set up your own watch list of stocks. You can track their Green Zone ratings performance, and you can do all that. For free. Also, don't forget about our premium investment service, which is Green Zone Fortunes. Adam, Charles, myself, and our entire team, we all work very hard to give you a ton of analysis, insight, and that one stock every month that we feel is going to perform the market and beat the market uh, by two to three times each and, and over the course of a 12 month period. So uh, we'll put a link up top here and find out more about Green Zone Fortunes. Now, on with today's podcast, I'm going to talk about uh, fi- diving deeper uh, into a profit trend in renewable energy. Now last year uh, was a banner year for renewable energy. Uh, In the US power plant operators added nearly 28,000 megawatts of new generating capacity to the power grid. That's a 12% increase over 2020. And that generates enough electricity to power about 4.5 million homes depending on where you're at. Now dig a little deeper and we can see that wind and solar power accounted for almost 80% of that increased capacity. Natural gas capacity made up nearly a quarter of capacity additions in 2020, but was less than a fifth in 2021. The uh, Electric Reliability Council of Texas Incorporated uh, added a total of 8,139 megawatts of new capacity following uh, the major blackout, major power blackouts from back in February of 2021 uh, after a severe winter storm uh, caused those blackouts across the state. And of that new generation, just in Texas alone, more than 80%. Was wind and solar. 42% from wind, 40% from solar. On the other side of the coin, new natural gas capacity fell 20% and it made up almost, uh, and it made up uh, after it made up only about a quarter of capacity in 2020. Now, this signals a broader shift in how we generate electricity in the US. And this transformation is going to expand even more in years to come. To put it in perspective, let me share with you a a recent news item I found. This month, February, developers are set to start construction on the largest offshore wind farm in the United States. Danish energy giant Orsted and Boston-based Eversource are working together to build the $2 billion, 132 megawatt South Fork Wind Farm, which is going to be located off the coast of Long Island in New York. Once complete, these 12 wind turbines will produce enough uh, so enough to supply power to around 70,000 homes. That's pretty impressive. Uh, it may not seem like a lot. South Fork is going to produce about 0.01% of all the capacity in the US, uh, but we are in the early stages of a mega trend that's going to transform the energy industry. And keep in mind that South Fork is, one of, is only the third uh, wind farm in the US. Most wind power is actually generated uh, by much smaller onshore wind turbines. Wind turbines offshore have longer blades, uh, they're wider, and they can produce more power on a rotation, whereas the ones you see on land as you're driving through, uh, you know, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, even into Nevada, places like that, the wind turbines are smaller, so they have to spin more to produce the same amount of power that an offshore wind turbine. Uh, wind t- turbine would produce. Now globally, uh, the US actually lags its European neighbors uh, in the adop- in the, in the adoption of wind power, but forecasts suggest that wind power is going to explode in the coming years. Uh, we'll see a slight drop in global wind market in the global wind market this year, uh, but by 2025, global capacity is projected to reach 112,224 megawatts. That's a 38.4% increase from 2022 this year to 2025. Even in the US, the trend shows a marked increase in the amount of electricity produced by wind power. From uh, 2010 to 2020, the US increased its production of wind-generated electricity by 1,796% to around 337.5 billion kilowatt hours. All signs point that investment in wind power is going to continue to grow. With everything uh, suggesting wind power generation uh, growing, not just in the US, but globally in the coming year, smart investors like you want to take advantage of this trend. There are several companies uh, that are, are heavily invested in wind power. You have traditional power companies like your Duke Energy, uh, you know, your, your consolidated Edison. You also have manufacturers of wind turbines and parts and things like that. These are all part of the wind industry uh broader wind industry market so in order to jump into this trend early and capitalize on the strong potential for profit i'm going to recommend the global x wind energy etf it trades on the nasdaq and its ticker symbol is wndy so windy w-n-d-y this is an exchange traded fund that invests in a wide array of international wind energy companies from production to maintenance and integration one of its holdings is actually Orsted, which is the Danish company collaborating on the Long Island offshore wind farm I mentioned just a few minutes ago. Now, Windy had a nice run in, 20, in the beginning of 2021 into the fall, reaching a 52-week high of about $26.94 in late September. However, pushback against President Joe Biden's Build Back Better bill in Congress, which would have added significant renewable energy infrastructure uh, investment in the U.S. was defeated. Windy actually fell about 22%, to its current price, but since the end of January, if you look at that stock chart, you see that the end of January, we've seen a nice uptick in the stock where it's seeing some higher highs and more importantly, higher lows. The stock is starting to make a comeback, and we're seeing a reverse in that negative momentum. Since January 25th, windy has gained nearly five percent and continues to find strength in the market. So, even without the infrastructure spending bill that crippled Congress of late, wind energy production is on the rise. There's no question about that, not just here in the U.S., but also globally. And you can expect to see more projects like the one in New York being proposed soon uh, offshore, whether that be in North Carolina, here in Florida, maybe even in California. And the trend suggests we're turning the corner and increasing our energy power generation to renewables. And windy, WNDY, is a great way to profit on this trend. So look at it. Take a good hard look. WNDY is the ETF to look at for wind Now, let's look at the results of our most uh, recent poll question. In last week's question on our YouTube channel, we asked you if you bought either Sony uh, or Microsoft stock after each company announced video game acquisitions. More than half of you, about 52%, said you were holding off buying either stock for the time being. Another 26% of you said you bought Microsoft, while 9% said you you bought Sony stock. 6% of those surveyed said you uh, bought, actually bought both, while 7% said you would invest in video game stocks. At all. So remember, you can vote in our weekly poll question uh, anytime, and you can do that on our YouTube page. If you go to our YouTube page, you can look under the community tab, and that is where you'll find our weekly poll. Now, if you do have a question on a stock or maybe a particular sector that you'd like Adam, Charles, or myself to take a look at, email us. That email address is feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. Feedback at moneymarkets.com. We'll post that here. You can post uh, down below this video on our YouTube channel as well. We love to see any feedback uh, that, we, uh, that we get. So if, you, if we do use your question, uh, if you ask it and we use it in an upcoming video, we're going to send you some very cool Money in Markets gear. This could be uh, ranging from t-shirts to hats to sweatshirts to all sorts of good stuff. We have, uh, have even more stuff uh, coming as well. So ask your question and we use it and uh, you will get some of that free gear. Uh, again, it's feedback at moneymarkets.com or you can comment down below on our YouTube channel. Also head over to moneymarkets.com, sign up for our free daily e-letter in that we give you safe, sound, smart, simple, profitable investment information for your portfolio delivered to your inbox for free seven days a week. And while you're at moneymarkets.com, check out our proprietary green zone rating system. You can use uh, you can use our metrics and get ratings of thousands of stocks traded on the market. Go to the website, Type in your stock in the search bar that's located in the top right side of the bar uh, of the homepage, and it will, uh, you'll be able to see our rating for the stock, its breakdown uh, of the metrics we use to rank the stock, fundamental data, a stock chart. You can even add stocks to your own personal hot list, and you can do all that at moneyandmarkets.com, and you can do it for free. That's all for me this week. Until next time, this is Money and Markets Research Analyst and host of the Bull and the Bear podcast, Matt Clark, wishing everyone safe trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you.